What's up, y'all? It's Miles the Millennial, the millennial who's actually not a millennial, but technically still a millennial. And this is Millennials with a Mindset, the podcast where we tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Today, I have a very special guest, somebody very dear to my heart. He's grown me a lot. He's improved me as a person, as a man, as a leader. Mr. Dimitri is short. He's a a change maker, a community activist, an empowerer, and, and somebody who truly believes in not only himself, but in the people he comes in contact with and those he invests to. So, Demetrius, we're really glad to have you today. How are you doing? Man, we're doing great. We're super excited about uh, being on this podcast and, and being able to engage with an amazing protege, Miles the Millennial, man. We're excited <laughs> for the opportunity, my friend. Yeah, man, we're really excited for this conversation today. Um, For a little context, this conversation, the topic of today, it came about from a conversation me and Demetrius had a couple of days ago. And we were just talking about how in life, a lot of times we try to spread ourselves too thin and we think that that makes us productive. And Demetrius, you said something that was so quotable and impactful. You said just because you busy does not mean you're successful. Just because you're busy does not mean you're successful. What does that mean, Demetrius? Can you expand on that? Yeah. One of the biggest misconceptions about success is that we, we, we think it comes with doing a lot of things. Um, Mind you, there is someone right now who is a successful billionaire who just sells pickles. Hmm. You go to school four years, five years, get a master's degree, a PhD. And there's <laughs> someone right now sitting at home and all they do is can and jar pickles. <laughs> yeah. And that's all they do. Um, yep. So the misconception of success is that we, we have to be busy. It has to be something so, or oh, I'm going to go in a cave for six months and come out with this great innovative idea and we spend so much time building uh, business cards and resumes and doing a bunch hmm. of stuff. And at the end of the day, true success is just about being focused and being clear on what one thing you can do and do that well before yeah. we spread, out, spread ourselves thin and do a lot of things and be mediocre hmm. in every area of your life. We should never be and strive to be mediocre, but many of us are because we're doing too much. That's real, man. And that's that's powerful because, you know, it's that old saying, jack of all trades, master of none. And too many people. And and I think it's the impact of what's going on with. I mean, this has been happening before social media, but social media has made it worse, especially for young adults is because we see people that are 20, 25 or 18 and they just seem like they're flaunting everything and they're doing so well and everything comes so easy to them and we feel like okay this isn't coming quick enough for me I'm not excelling in this area or that area maybe I need to try this I need to try that and I think the key is 
it's okay when you're young to try different things. But when you find something that you're naturally good at, when you find something that is, you know, innate to you and, and you feel talented in that, learn how to craft that to its best ability, to, to everything that God gave you in that strength. And in turn, you will be better than everyone else at that one thing. And that's really all it takes. Being better than the rest at one thing, at your one thing, sets you in a category of your own. And it can make you successful, whether that's monetarily, emotionally, physically, whatever it is. Yeah, that's, I mean, and that, that's been one of my down settings. And that's where our conversation with you being a protege of mine, I wanted to quickly let you know that at 46, um, I've been effective and, and busy a lot of my life. And when I look at it about to be 47 on December 31st, I want to pause and just make sure that you knew and heard from me true transparency that I spent a lot of my time wasted being busy and not mm. effective. Mm. And I don't want you to go down that same road. Um, I want you and your 20s to understand what I learned in my third, my late 30s so that you cannot uh, wake up one day and be in the same place. Again, having a lot of little things in life, but really not being successful and effective. So I look at it as being busy versus effective. Being busy means you're occupied. Yeah. Being effective means you have success. There's a key. You have successfully, uh, uh, you were successful in producing a desired results. Yep. That's, That's it. That's success. Effective means successful. Yeah. There it is. We want to be successful. Have you finished going to school? No, man, I'm still working on it, but I want yeah. to be successful. Effective mm -hmm. means being successful in producing the desired results. So now yep. in my day, CEO of a 10-year-old nonprofit, uh, 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 growing in my, my corporate job at Cigna and IT, right now I am solely focused on Demetrius. Yeah. Be effective and not busy. I'm learning to say no to trying to save everybody in the world. You've got to focus on that thing, as Mal said, that one thing that you do well. Yeah. And, you know, we, we, man, oh, man, my friend, she owns five businesses and all of them are about to close in two years. <laughs> who, who, who cares about your, your Rolodex of I do this and uh, call me if you need a painter, call me if you need a locker. Oh, man, I cut hair too, man. Oh, man, yeah, I'm an author. Yeah. And and you have closed yep. the door on none of those things. And in the end, you're going to wake up frustrated. You're going to abort a lot of your, your your vision because the enemy will get in and cause you to become exhausted. And, and that's mm. a trick of him to get you to be busy. Remember, mm. busy means occupied. 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 You're just like a tennis match. Anything You can be occupied and not yielding no results. There you go. And that's a, a huge thing. You talk about the enemy sneaking in. See, if you're not focused on that that goal, you can't give it your all. You can't think of all the different avenues that you need to attack it, that you need to maneuver and adjust this and adjust that just to make it that little bit better. Because you're so focused on the fact, well, man, if I give this, you know, I'm good at this. I'm a little bit weaker over here. Mm -hmm. I'm not great at anything. But let me get this one good, too. Because you're spreading all your energy over there, you've neglected what had the potential to be great. Man, and you're looking back on it. And like you said, 
People want to be this serial entrepreneur, this serial hustler. Being a hustler, being an entrepreneur, being successful in anything, in your, your job, in your career, whatever. The, those people that are successful, there's almost always, when you look at successful people, when, when people talk about them, there's one major thing that they do really well. <laughs> there's one major thing. And, and, and it's like, Dr. let's take Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre is famous and made his success from producing beats. Okay. Occasionally, you may have heard him get on a track and rap, but he learned very, very early on. Mm -hmm. Rapping is not my strength. I don't need to be the rapper. I need to be the one producing the beat because anybody can hop on this. Anybody from any walk of life can use the music I produce and I'm going to yield dividends from it. And turned it into a billion dollar empire. Because he found that one niche. He found that thing that he was talented. And he built the enterprise around it. That's where most people mess up. You're trying to build six, seven different businesses rather than creating one enterprise. That's that's crazy. Man. And prioritizing those things, you know. I always tell people I can get I can get to the top of the stairs in two in two leaps if it's 10 steps, but my mm -hmm. knees gonna be busted, I'm gonna be bleeding, and I'm gonna take yep. up energy. That yep. first step leads to the second step. There's an easier and safer way. You prioritize, yep. you find that thing that says, Hey, what's gonna be the thing that's gonna catapult the other things? Yeah, you focus on that one thing, and you do that yep. one thing well. Once that's on autopilot. Then you say, now I can work on another thing because I now have money coming in from this. Uh, yep. I have a staff over here. Um, and, and this this takes a little bit of my time. Now I'm going to start business number two and yep. bring them both together. But when you when you start, when you're pre too premature and everything, man, it brings frustration. It brings these gray hairs, as my father <laughs> says. I mean, you looking young, though. <laughs> you're still yeah. looking youthful. I'm, I'm I'm looking young, young Miles because I, I've, I've in the last two years I just shut myself down. I was mm. on a on a road for a train wreck, and I knew that. And my wife would always say, "Just if you focus one this year on this." She saw it. I mean, she saw me. And again, people will use you. Yeah, people will use you if you're a yes man. Oh, Demetrius will do it. Oh yeah, he's got a kind heart. I mm -hmm. had to protect me because yeah. when you're working on everybody else's stuff, when it comes down to you and you needing some support, everybody's busy, everybody's phone's off. Yep. You have to protect at all costs you. And that mm. means saying no. And if anyone gets mad at you focusing on you and doing what we're talking about tonight, really honing in on this one thing you can do great, you don't need them in your circle anyway. Let, yep. let them go because they are not concerned about your best interests and they need to you need to squash them immediately right now. You need a little people in your in your circle that can that can see you, value you, and um and you'll get to the next level. I I'll use this analogy for me in sports. I was great in sports in high school. And what and what cost me was when it came down to my senior year, one 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 scout said this very important thing. I was quarterback when 39 and 9 in high school Baseball, shortstop, third baseman at Fisk, you know, batted 427 my senior year. Um, and the scout looked at me and said, man, you know, I went from quarterback to receiver to running back. And he said this that killed me and it brought it all into perspective. He said, we couldn't really see 
if you can do one thing good. Hmm. You ran a 20-yard scamper and be like, yeah, okay, put him back at running back. Then you're at receiver and we're going, but can yeah. he can he but can he do one thing good? So that yep. that's what cost me when scouts were in the stand and I had running backs and linemen just every play getting up, block, <laughs> get up, block. Yep. I'm I'm diving for the ball over here, spinning here, and they're saying. <laughs> Because because when you get to the next level, here's the key. Yeah. When you go from high school to college ball, how many people go both ways? The talent <laughs> level increases. You got water boys in at Ohio State that rush for two thousand yards. They was really nice. Water boys, and they're <laughs> holding the water. <laughs> yep. Because you, you want to go to Alabama and walk on. There are twenty guys. <laughs> Okay. Yep. That that Nick Saban can choose and throw in and can be great. So so and then the NFL, you know, who goes both ways? You got Bo Jackson and Dion. That's it. Out of that's it. Out of millions of players, too. That tells you right there. So when you get to the top, just be man. Just catch this ball. Yeah. Um, get, and when defense come on, get your butt off the field. Go get some water. Go stretch. Get ready for the next time and, up. And get ready to do what we hired you to do, Demetrius. But that's, yep. that cost me. Um, and I don't want our, our millennials, I don't want our young people to be that all-purpose. It's a place for that. Mm. But man, you get to the next level, don't be, don't be an all-purpose player, man. Be an amazing person that's focused and dedicated on yep. the one or two things that you do well. You'll thank me for 20 years from now. That's real. That To me, what you're saying is, Know your role. That's what it is. Knowing your role. And and too many times we and, and, and even the people guiding us, they'll push this concept of just doing everything. And in turn, you never really get to see your true potential. And it's crazy. You use the analogy of football. And if you look at it, they pay these players hundreds of millions of dollars. OK. And, and if. They felt the money would be worth it to put you going both ways. Trust me, they would. Mm -hmm. But these are entities and enterprises that understand we need a player that can do their job, that can do their role. It is an expert. They need to be an expert at what it is they do. What we don't need them to try and be the QB. We don't need them to try and be the linebacker. We don't need that. We need you to come out here, be this running back, Know how to pick up a block and hit a hole. That's it. That's your job. That's you it. do that job, you'll be the best. I was watching. We'll Devin, make sure you pay. I was watching Devin Devin Hester the other day, and they just did a little mm. real, real and this. This guy was just a darn good kickoff and punt return. Mm -hmm. That's it. Wasn't a good wide receiver. He no. tried it, wouldn't work. Nope. Number twenty three, and he and he, and and then you look at these punters and these kickers. I I kicked myself in the butt every. I said, man, I should have told my dad. Dad, <laughs> in the backyard. I swear. Look, no pads, man. No pads. Punters barely have a face mask, but they got that. Yep. You're not gonna get hit. You're not gonna get hit. And and I said, Dad, you should have had me in the backyard, just making me a good punter. What make yep. like eight hundred and fifty to a million dollars a year? Mm -hmm. Come in what two two times a game and just Demetrius, just take this ball and punt it. Just get it yep. down to the ten yard line. Yep. But we're trying to be, you know, and, and the and the problem is with that, and, and it's just come to my mind. We always want the areas that gets the most shine. Who? Nobody wants Ooh. to be the janitor. Everybody wants to be the CEO. Mm-hmm. But 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 there's plenty of opportunities at these what we call 
um, not high profile. I mean, who cares? Who cares about yep. profile? I, I'm com- I'm concerned about that money going in my account. As I said, yep. there's someone who is a billionaire is John Pickles. <laughs> That's crazy, and it, it's it's interesting because I wrote about that in my book, and I said I'm talking about leadership, and I said if a CEO wouldn't volunteer to do the job of everybody else and doesn't know how to do the job of everybody else in the company, like to the lowest person, that CEO and that janitor, he's not prepared to lead because the problem is too many people, like you just said, are looking at these positions, these hierarchies as, you know, fulfillment and that that position is so grandiose and they don't realize it's about service. Servant leadership. Servant leadership is no different than the same thing you have to do to be successful in life. You have to serve yourself. And that means whatever it is, that's your role. Whatever you're supposed to serve for yourself, you do it to the best of your ability. No complaints. You figure it out. So me as a CEO of a company, I should be able to leave from an event. And if it needs to be cleaned up, I'm never too high to take care of that business. That's it. I think the the realest the realest reality show is Undercover Boss. Hmm. I look at Undercover Boss and these CEOs see the direct impact of what their rules and their and their laws make on the bottom line person. Yep. And those tears come out those eyes that here I am sitting in a C-suite. Mm-hmm. And there's a kid working on the assembly line whose mom and dad has cancer hmm. and they're and when those ceos come down to the floor and just say wow this you know they it just hits them in their heart and you know me i mean i'm at the race you know me with the 5k you i'm, I'm, yep. I'm i throw the suit on but you see me putting down tr- picking up trash you're doing everything i do everything it's, it's a humbling thing for me to never forget every piece of what I've built and to show my staff and my and, and our future leaders, our, our students, man, Mr. Short is CEO, but man, I saw him picking up some cones. I'm never too big <laughs> for that because it's all about servant leaders, leadership and servant servanthood, as you said. And yep. you know, I owned a shoe store for 14 years. And, and, and one of the things my wife and I, we never wore CEO. Um, I was, I had a broom sometimes people, I mean, I, I got the, $2,000 gators. I'm doing fantastic <laughs> shoes. I'm doing, you know, Gabrielle Union shoes. I'm doing elite athletes. We were balling in Greensboro, yeah. North Carolina. And, and uh, I remember the first day we brought some staff in from North Carolina A&T. And I'm sitting there on the floor and I'm working, working. I'm tired. We were old fashioned. Venici was our name. <laughs> Vanessa and Michi, my name. Venici. Venici shoes. It's coming back. Get ready. I like that. But um, I had on, you know, $2,000 shoes, um, suit, you know, and I'm sitting there, customers come in, hey, welcome to Venici. How can we help you? I'm on the floor tying up men. So they look at me and I said, no, we're, you're at Venici's. This is this is what we do. You are the customer. We service you. We want to serve you. Thing. And at the end of the day, on the first day, my staff was looking at me and they're saying, and I looked at them, I said, you just saw the CEO and owner of this store pull his shoe, his pants legs up and get on his hmm. hands and knees. Yep. Tie up a customer's shoe. <laughs> Don't you ever yep. let me think and see that you're too big to do what I was not willing to do. 
let's yeah. roll. And I walked out the door. <laughs> Never be too big to do what you want and show people what you want them to do. They will respect you. And that's what true servant leadership is, man. So you, I'm never too busy to come down and spend time and show people what to do um, because I want them to be, again, effective people want effective people around them. Big yep. people want everybody to just be, just get it done, just get it done. No, effective people want people who are effective around them. So I yep. challenge you to ask people and, 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 and just test people around me. Look, close your mouth and watch and see, is my secretary... She's always preoccupied. That's why she's not getting these emails out. Mm. You know, oh, my, my customer service rep, she's only producing two or three calls a day. Let me go watch her. You see her doing this, doing this. He's like, wait a minute, ho, 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 ho. That's why our sales are down because we we don't have a workflow. Everybody's yep. busy being busy. Yep. You need to stop and find out and write down things that make you more effective. Then you'll see production increase. That's it right there. And uh, that's a major, a major point that I think uh, most entrepreneurs fail. There's a big push right now. Everybody is becoming an entrepreneur, doing their hustle. And I think what a lot of them are starting to realize is they didn't understand how there are a million pieces that make these successful businesses successful. Millions. And nobody does every single one of them. Right. In order for them to get to what we call a successful level, people have to know their role and they have to do their job. And when the person was building that company, you know what happened? They were doing it themselves and they were focused on it. They were dedicated to it. And then they got to a breaking point. It's like you said, when you have to put it on autopilot because you were focused on that role so much. Like, okay, I need to let something or someone take over this process. I need to let them do this job so that I can focus on this, whether it's another area of that business or starting a new entity, whatever it is. It's the same concept. And we have to apply that in life. And it's not just with businesses. It's with anything, with your marriage. Focus on you and your partner. Focus. Right. Keep keep your, your bind, you put your blinders up and be insanely committed to what is going to make this work. That's right. You do that, you'll get the results that you want. A lot of people, we let all these external factors, all these external people, attention, feelings, all that stuff, we let it come in between what's really important. And then when we lose it, we wonder why. Yeah. And, 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 and you, you know better. When you can't identify where it fell apart, then that means that, that, means that you are occupied. You know, I'm 21 mm. years into this marriage thing. Met my wife when we were 14 and 17, man. So I'm wow. I talk about that, man. 21 plus years, a 16 year old here, and we're like, you know what? When you're building relationships, man, it's 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 important for you to be on the same page. And as men, mm. we definitely need to have a plan for our family mm. and not be so preoccupied that we we accomplish success, but we lose the true heart of the love between our husband, between our husband and wife, the, or that child who sees daddy um, busy all the time. Working all the time. For you, but all, all she wants is a hug. All That's real. So dad's present. And she's getting iPads, iPhones, and she's looking at home like, all I but want. But I don't have that love. That's all I want. So yep. I, I do this thing now. I'm guilty of this and this one. Just to be real transparent, man, I'm just, you know, 
I'm, I'm working with my daughter now, 16, and, and I've been I've been busy. You know me, I built a, mm-hmm. I built this empire, but saving everybody else, then you're losing your own family. I mean, what good is that to save the world and lose your mm. house? Um, mm. That's not of God. You know, he never yeah. called you to the world, and the one thing he gave you, you lose. Yeah. And, and so that's the biggest blessing. That's big. And I'm just now, I mean, exercise for men. If you're busy like me, man, uh, find out what your child's um, birthday is. Uh, mm. Single, don't have any kids, um, and got a wife or, or girlfriend. Find what, whatever that that birth date is, that day of the month. My daughter's is June 9th. Every ninth of the month is her day mm. to do whatever she wants. Hmm. That's twelve intentional touches. Real month, and you, she or he, your son or daughter, tells you what to do on that day. No phones. My wife can't come. It's daddy daughter day. She wants viragos, and when I spend a hundred dollars on sushi, guess what? She that's gets where we going. That's where we going. I have no say, and, and only a emergency breaks that day. So that gives us harmony and allows us to focus on our our children. The most important things. People are losing family members in COVID, man, right now. Just to be able to call your parents or your loved one or friends or be here with my friend Miles is a blessing, man. So I'm going to exhaust this as much as I can and not let being busy stop us from just having a pure 30 minute minute conversation tonight, man. This is a blessing, <laughs> and I'm just man. I'm just hoping that we weren't too busy to just do this one uh, podcast, man. It's amazing. So I'm, I'm that's real. That's real, man. And what you said was really powerful because what you're talking about it's another chapter in my book moving with intention mm-hmm. so many times it's not that people let's go even a deeper level you know we talked about being focused sometimes people are focused on the goal but they aren't intentional about the steps they take to get there so they know they want it they got their blinders on i want to get to this goal you know let's say you struggle in school and your goal is i need to get an a in this class mm-hmm. So, you know, of course, well, I got to make sure I turn on my assignments and I got to do well on my tests. But there are steps that create success for when you take that test, for when you need to turn in that homework and make sure you're not doing it late or at the last minute preparation. Mm -hmm. And that has to come with intentional steps. Are you getting to class five minutes early intentionally? I'm going to get there five minutes early, have a conversation with the professor, understand what we're going to be talking about today. When I leave, ask the professor, is there anything else I can do? What can I improve on? Mm -hmm. Go into those office hours. Every single step, are you spending study time? When you're intentional about each piece of the process, you end up getting the real success that you want. You can create the reality you want. That's what I want so many people to realize. It's not that life is unfair to you. Because it's unfair to everyone, which means it's fair. Right. It's unfair to everyone, which means it's fair. Man, I like that. That's, but that's what powerful. is true is that the person who knows how to move past that, mm-hmm. move un- move past that unfairness and say, okay, it's unfair. So what am I going to do about it? Mm-hmm. They have now taken control. They have now put themselves in a position where they can create their dreams and turn them into reality. And that to me is the definition of success and the definition of fulfillment. Right. 
We want to be fulfilled. I mean, you, you fulfilled. You, you know, I ran seven miles this morning, and I always tell people, I don't, I don't run seven. I didn't run seven miles. Yeah. I ran, I ran one mile seven times. Exactly. Exactly. It's, 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 it's mental. It's mental. I didn't run. Who wants to say I'm getting up and running seven miles? I, I, <laughs> man, I'm great. Run one mile seven times. I, I know I can run one mile in seven minutes. Yeah. Low. So I tell myself when I coach people, I'm a marathon runner. They come to me, Mr. Short, you did run a half a full marathon. You ran 26.2. I said, no, I didn't. Yes, you did. I see it right on your phone. You no, I didn't. Yep. What did you do? I ran a mile I ran 26. One mile 26 <laughs> times. And then look at yeah. me. And I said, you'll never be able to run four hours and 10 minutes straight. I ran four hours mm. and 10 minutes nonstop straight in my first marathon a few years ago. Yeah, I didn't look at signs. I never look at signs. One, yep. two, three. No. When I practice, you said I take intentional steps in my training. Yep. I prepare and do one mile. Yep. One mile. When I get to mile one, I say do it again. Hmm. Mile two, do it again. Now, when I, by the time I look up, I'm at mile sixteen. Like, oh psh, man, I'm like, we can do this. I'm I'm home. But I see people going, I got six more miles to go. You you are self. You two focus on the end goal. You are self. You are blowing yourself up in the middle. Yep, self-destruction. And it comes. So you got to just, just, just sit back. I know it's a pandemic. You may be struggling right now. But look, guess what? You are 100% in one thing, survival. Everything hmm. overcome that you thought was bad in your life, guess what? Pat yourself on the back. If you're listening to us tonight, guess what? You're alive and you are batting 100. You've overcome yep. everything from tonight and today to your past. So yep. celebrate that. That mean, doesn't mean that things are not going to be hard in your future, but guess what? How did you get here? Just the will to, 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 to succeed, determination. And like Mr. Mal said, just taking intentional steps. The, the first step of a marathon and the last step, guess what? They are steps. And one yeah. kicks it off and one finishes it. There is the steps of success. That's what it is. Attention. Man, Demetrius, I really appreciate you coming on today. This was incredible. This is one of the best podcasts I've done. And that couldn't have been possible without you. And for everyone listening, to wrap this up, I just want you guys to understand and believe in yourself that if you focus if you cut out everything else and focus on what you're good at, the things that you enjoy, the thing that really gives you life and that you know you're talented at, pick it, figure it out. Or even if it's just for self-improvement, pick an area, dedicate the next two, three months to it. And I promise you, it may seem tough at the beginning, but when you get to that three month mark and you finally do look back, you're going to be so surprised how far you come. Wow. It may be daunting when you're looking at it from the bottom. But to climb Everest, there's going to be many peaks. Yeah. And you take it step by step, day by day. By the time it's over, you're at the top. That's what you guys need to hear. That's what you need to take away from this. It's intentional. So, Demetrius, I really appreciate you having, having you on here today, man. And... Like I said, this is Millennials with the Mindset, the podcast where we tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Thank y'all and change your mind. 
change your life.